to the left, back and to the left, back and to the left. <laughs> Hello. What's up? Hello. Uh, it's it's not it's Bryce, isn't it? It's it's like Bryce with an A. It's Bryce. It's okay. <laughs> uh, like a leg brace. Okay. Uh, I'm also uh, a little bit dyslexic, so I can't remember things. It's an unusual name. Yeah, it's a fucked up name. Uh, I don't really <laughs> get it. it. I guess it used to be a last name, but. Most people, when I meet them, either just call me Blaze or Blade, or which okay. actually Blade has only happened once. But that's yeah. not Bryce a big is, race. No, one no I went. That. I went to rehab with two old guys. And one of them <laughs> called me Blaze, and one of them called me Blade. <laughs> my my name is Jade, so I've gotten Blade in my name over the Your years. Your name's Jade. Jade, yeah, like the stone. That's a good, yeah, all right. Yeah, and I'm yeah, so, four years old, so I had my name was Jade when it wasn't supposed to be, you know. Yeah, I got you. It's like an <laughs> indigo child name. Um, so let me. I'm I, the nature of the podcast I do. I just I just go. So I'm going now. Is that cool? I'm yeah, ready to rock. All right, this is uh, back into the left. My conspiracy show that I do behind the Patreon wall because if I put it in front of, I wouldn't probably have a job, you know. But on on the line, <laughs> uh, Liz, how do you say your last name? Should I ask you this before? Uh, Franzak. Liz Franzak and Grace Belden. Yeah, I don't even know where. I don't. I don't. How you doing, guys and, and gals? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm fantastic. Yeah, I'm great. Nice and foggy. Feels cozy today. Yeah. Where? Wait. Where? Where are you guys? Uh, I'm in Berkeley. Grace is in San Francisco. Yeah. And you, but you, 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 you do the podcast together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we right. do it. I mean, she, she just lives like an hour away. Uh, the podcast is True Anon, and it's essentially just solely focused on the Jeffrey Epstein situation correct well not solely focused it's it's jeffrey epstein is like the our our north star right, um, right. but we it's we we, we really we we're, we're we call it the jeffrey epstein expanded universe yes that's that's what it will become um so but before we get into that i'm just kind of curious as to your you, you guys it's you guys have a wonderful dynamic I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you. I think that the show is doing pretty well. You mentioned that recently, and uh, it's very, very good. So everybody, actually, one of our listeners got me to listen to it. So it's it's kind of in the same vein as, as the stuff we do. But Brace, nice. I wanted to start with you. You have the most unusual history um, that includes having been overseas fighting for Oh uh, yeah, I was, no, I, I wish. <laughs> ISIS, no, what I, <laughs> I was well. I was brief. I I fought on every side of the Syrian civil war. Uh, no, I I was with uh, the Kurdish uh, YPG, the People's Protection Units in in northern Syria. Um, when they were well, it's mostly done now, but we were fighting ISIS 
And I was mm -hmm. in like a small Turkish communist group uh, over there too, which was, it was all part of the same shit. That's, am that's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and, uh, but it definitely happened. <laughs> are, you an, are you any type of enemy of the state? <laughs> well, so I'm, a, I think I'm, a, I'm on a terror list in Turkey. Yeah. Um, in America, it's not technically illegal. So I, I, it's difficult. It's flying, flying isn't always fun, but, right. um, no, it's not like, I mean, and, and I, I'm assuming they just listen to my phone calls. My phone acted really weird for a long time after I got back and when I was over there. Uh, but I, you just, I don't say anything bad over the phone. So it's no problem. And, and, uh, you were banned from Twitter, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What was that for? Uh, I got too close to the truth. Um, <laughs> no, I got for I, 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 they say it was for sending death threats to uh, DMs, which really I don't remember happening. Uh, but it happened right after I made fun of this really short guy for having, well, not a lot of height on him. And uh, <laughs> I think a lot of his fans got really mad at me and uh, like mass reported me. It was a conspiracy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, wait, and so, Liz, Liz, have you ever asked him if Grace, if he's an agent? Have you ever asked him this question? Yes. We've an talked agent about provocateur. It yes. Yeah. Well, I, well, he's definitely. Uh, but we've, <laughs> I think there's like actually people on the internet who are obsessed with the idea of Grace being a CIA agent. Yes. That's okay. like a, that's like a thing that people believe. Um, and so us having a podcast about the CIA and Jeffrey Epstein has not helped those rumors go away. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and Liz, yeah. Liz doesn't have much of an online presence either. So it seems like if to the casual observer, she could be running me. Right. Right. Well, you're, she's your, just Lane. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's, uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, so, I don't know. We, Liz and I have known each other for a long time. So, um, is this I the first pod agent, you've done? You've done you, pods before. Oh, this is the first. Nice, nice. Nice. But what, we've Liz, known yeah, this is our first. Uh, Liz, what is uh, your background? And then, most notably, your conspiracy background? Oh, um, well, as Bray said, I like to remain a little bit of a woman of mystery. But I will say that Brace and I have known each other since we were about 15 years old, which is maybe why. You said we have such a great rapport. That's probably where right. that comes from. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm currently in the Bay Area, freelance writer, doing this podcast. Good stuff. And you like the NBA? You told me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She's so a funny. She's a fucking baller freak. <laughs> <laughs> Not the TV show, but yeah. No, I'm a big NBA uh, NBA kid. Um, are you a Warriors? Which is why fan? I went to. I am since I was a little kid. Um, do you, so it's do been you, a fun you, run. Do you read the Athletic? Do you read the writers that I work with? I do have a subscription to the Athletic, actually. Nice. So I'm yeah. very familiar. Ethan, I'm very Ethan familiar Strauss. with the entire sports uh, media landscape. 
Yeah, we got to get on first take. That's when we know we've really made it. <laughs> <laughs> get Stephen A. Smith. So you're, are you guys both from the born and raised in the Bay Area? Or? Yeah. Okay, so now it makes sense because, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but do you know the moon landing conspiracy was kind of born at, in the Oakland Marina? Through, yeah, you know, do you know Bill Casing, who's kind of the godfather of the movement? He wrote his book in 1975, and he was, you know, he had left whatever job he was working with in the government working on the uh, rockets. That's why he was he was uh, pretty well versed in the the ineptitude of NASA, and so yeah. he then left and they got a big boat and just chilled on the banks of the marina. He had a 70-foot boat, apparently, and, and he would hang out with all sorts of people because there was so much going on there. One night, a Vietnam veteran slash heroin junkie was chilling with him at the, you know, the water. And he said, Billy, you should write that book about the moon landing stuff, you know? And there it was. So, Did he say Kubrick uh, filmed it? Mm, no, no. Mm. I don't believe that. You believe that? I am kind of in on that, but we're like, we're going into, we're doing an episode next week on Eyes Wide Shut. And I think we're going to touch in some of the like larger Kubrick ideas. Yeah. But the thing that really got me believing it was um, apparently, so Kubrick really wanted all of Barry Lyndon to be shot by candlelight. Yep. And he did that. But at the time, he was having trouble with it because no one was making lenses that could capture uh, oh. light that quickly. Yeah. And NASA made him like lenses specifically for Barry Lyndon. And that's what like was like the tipping point for me where I was like, oh, now I really like it. You know, you know the stuff in that the documentary, Room 234 or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, the distance to... 234 is, like, the distance to the, the moon, isn't it? Or there's, uh, well, like, no, all the... Two, room 234 was apparently the studio room number, right? In which he <laughs> oh, had to oh, go right, and, right, right. and work every day. But the, the, the movie The Shining, which is uh, featured in this, this documentary, has all the, the clues... To, to let us know essentially that, you know, they had, they had taken over Kubrick's life and, and put him in the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he, he, all the all these signs, you know, like the sweater the kid's wearing, right? Right. And, and him playing with the rocket on the carpet. Yeah. The, the tang in the pantry, all these sort these clues mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But um, I love it. Well, you know that he told Nicole Kidman, like, on the set of Ice Wide Shut, he told Nicole Kidman that the entire world was run by a secret cabal of pedophiles. And she was like, it's like in this interview, and she's like, yeah, Stanley was really insistent. He showed me, like, all of this work he had been doing, documenting all these different connections. Um, I, I, I mean, it's like a little wild. And then, I was watching... Said, I was, I was watching... <laughs> I was wide shut this morning because I was I was reading up on the Epstein stuff to get prepared for this interview, and uh, I got onto this thing the Nexium. Have you heard of the Nexium yes, slave cult? Absolutely. I, there's a strange connection there with Epstein too. Right. 
And so, yeah. and then, and so of course I'm just like, you know what, let me just, cause I've been meaning to do it. I've always liked Eyes Wide Shut. I've always thought that movie was really, really good. It's a beautiful there was... movie. It's great. It's fantastic. Like just as a film, it's fantastic. I was just doing straight math because Kubrick really never did a bad film, so it has to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, you know, this is really interesting. So, um, you know, like the scene in Eyes Wide Shut where they show the newspaper clipping, uh, um, and it's from like New York Post. It's an, it's an article by Larry Salona. Let me see if I can get the headline up. Um, it's the news clipping. Oh, the your ex beauty queen dies in a hotel drug overdose. Yes. Well, so Larry Salona is an actual New York Post writer, and mm-hmm. he remember I don't know if you remember when Epstein, quote unquote, died. There was a picture of him being rolled into um, the medical examiner's office. You could just see his face. I want to talk like, about it's this. It's just like it's like a perfect shot where like you can see. Okay, that's Epstein. He's being rolled in there. Well, that was an exclusive photo provided by Larry Salona. For real? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and here's all, where- all of the suicide attempts on, like, the fr- the first suicide attempt or slash murder attempt on Epstein in the MCC, that story was written by Larry Salona. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Liz, do you want to explain it- his uh, Ghislaine connection there, too? Um, I'm forgetting. Phrase. So when when the when the photo of of Miss Maxwell, oh, yes. Maxwell, came out, which one in, in the burger place? Yes, in, yes. in and out. When that came out, it was it was an article in the New York Post. They were the people to break it, and there was a uh, a little quote in the, that said, um, "This photo was provided to the by to the New York Post by a regular diner at the restaurant." Who asked, "Are you Ghislaine Maxwell?" And Ghislaine said, "Yes, I am." Dude, that quote I mean... was removed that night, and then I mean, it was reported like when people re-reported the story, they added, they, they included the quote. But the New York Post removed that quote that night, and then of course, uh, the photo turns out to be like a really shitty fake. And guess yes. who was the person to break that story? Him too, huh? Him fucking too. What's Wasn't his name again? Other ones to- Larry what's, what's- Salona. Larry Salona. Well, you spell you're, last name? You're forgetting S-A-L? C-E-L-O-N-A. I mean, one of the most but important the, the things... The biggest thing is that uh, Cooper hired him as a consultant on Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, wow. And then wow. the even bigger thing is uh, he's on the fucking flight logs on a flight with Epstein, Nadia Mar- Ben and Eva Dubin. Um, now you're cutting out on me. Why is that? Oh. How's your signals? How's your signals, both of you? Uh, I should be fine. You got three bars. You got each of you three yeah. bars. Um, well, hey, can you can you hear me? Yes. yes. Sorry, that was the deep state. Yes, I'm certain that it is. <laughs> the, um... But also, it gets even crazier because on top of that, guess who broke the story of Kubrick's untimely death? Larry Salona. Yeah. Yes. All right. 
Hey, by the way, while we're eyes, while we're on eyes wide shut, that's that's amazing. How did you guys uncover this this information? By the way, we it's just all found, out there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's all a out lot. There, of, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of people have made these connections before, but they just like there keep being more connections. Um, and of course, like anyone on those flight logs has been pretty heavily scrutinized at this point. That's 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 a good one. I really really like it but i think oh while we're on eyes wide shut do you guys know have any idea what the 24 missing minutes are so no i have heard a rumor about what it is, uh, is. sorry it was it seems like so a little bit of background noise. um i've heard a rumor that <laughs> it's not me Grace, what are you doing? It's me. Sorry, I was putting trash <laughs> away. I didn't think you guys could hear it. Right. I have so this speaker so good. Like the mute, Grace. It's not even loud here. Oh my god, it's so god. loud. I'm, I'm going saying. back to lifting weights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the rumor that I heard slash read in the deep crevices of the internet, um, and the the you have to like find this the. You know it's a good website when it's like hosted by GeoCities. You know what I mean? Like these <laughs> yes. are the real. <laughs> You're right. Uh, but so I read that there was a, a character that was completely cut out of Eyes Wide Shut, and that character would had it was like too obvious a resemblance to one Mr. William Jefferson Clinton. Wow. And so it's 22 minutes because, like, any reference to this character had to be removed. But what's so crazy is that, and, you know, Stanley, if I may call him Stanley, (laughs) um, is so clever because he puts so many things in scenes that are important that, like, the scene itself couldn't be cut out because it's too integral to the story. Right. Oh my god, Brace, stop. Candy bar? I'm not doing anything. Candy bar now? (laughs) I stepped on something. No, I'm not eating the candy bar. I'm allergic to dairy. I can't eat any candy bar. Fine, I'm just sitting quietly, nothing, doing nothing. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so he's so good because there's all these scenes that are too integral to the story but then contain like you say with um the shining like contain little clues or like just things that that then yeah. couldn't be removed so like right. in the final scene of eyes wide shut when they're at the toy store and mm-hmm. um michael kidman and tom cruise are like what do we do how do we go back to our lives or whatever that conversation is in the like corner and if you aren't looking for it you'll miss it but in the corner, there's two men in a suit, and they just quietly grab their child out of. And it's oh my so God. it's so chilling. But you wouldn't notice it if it weren't oh like if you weren't looking for it. And it's like obviously, it's like that's the whole thing that this is the price that they had to pay to the cabal in order to continue on with their lives. I, but, I, I um, actually, yeah, yeah, I came across that scene as, as having a meaning. Like, so there's a video on YouTube, the meaning of that scene. And I didn't click on it, but I did notice it because I, I didn't remember that they were in the toy uh, shop and you see the teddy bears in the picture. And I was yes. like, there you go. You know, they, they, 
is I mean, he he orchestrated every single move. When you read about his productions, he drove them crazy, right? Even yes. even I think Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman for the amount of takes that he needs, you know. But I actually thought to myself, did they even know what they were making? <laughs> right? Right? I mean, yeah. I, I it don't seems know. to me like Tom Cruise and Stanley might have been kind of at odds uh, philosophically, I would think. Yeah, I was going to say, Cruise, Cruise is pretty wrapped up in his own fucked up cult. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what it if could it be, was- the thing is, like, there's, there's, there's also like a good chance that Scientology and whatever organization that Kubrick is wrapped up in both kind of come from the same MK Ultra like place. You know what I mean? Like they well, could just be two different two different tentacles of the same monster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, well, one theory that I kind of like, which I'm just making up now, is that <laughs> the reason why um, Stanley had Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise be so antagonistic towards one another, and had and cast Tom Cruise in this film, was a like long con trying to get Nicole Kidman out of Scientology because they did divorce not too shortly hmm. after the film. You, okay. you, know the, you know, there's the, 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 I think, correct me if I'm wrong, if you know this information, but his, the movie was set to premiere on the 30th anniversary of the moon landing. Oh, I love no, it. I didn't know that. I love well, it. And, there's and also then he the- died right before it, right? He died mm-hmm. right before the premiere. There's also the Trementina base in uh in the Scientology like vault in New Mexico, which is super close to Epstein's uh, Zorro Ranch. Everything in New Mexico is like New Mexico. The state of New Mexico is a fucking psyop. Yeah, like, there's like every, every I say that about North crazy. Korea. I say that about North Korea. It's nothing every, but a giant like CIA theory. operation. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I, mean, I like that theory. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, Trump is very difficult to predict, but sometimes I think he's just trolling us with these meetings with with uh, with the leader there. You know, he's like, ah, let's let's see this operation in action. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, so something really strange is when members of the Japanese Red Army, like a small uh, uh, communist, let's say freedom fighter group in Japan. They took over a, a, a passenger uh, plane in Japan in the 70s with uh, swords, which is a great detail. But uh, yes. they, they demanded to go to Cuba. <laughs> they demanded to go to Cuba. Uh, the pilot was like, "You, we can't fly to Cuba. That's like across the world. Like we can make it to like Korea. And they're like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll fly to North Korea. So <laughs> they start, without asking the Koreans who at this point were not – uh, grateful for these, uh, you know, katana wielding uh, terrorist support, uh, but they, they, you know, it's a, it's a plane full of passengers, and so the pilot uh, lands in South Korea. They make contact with the ground. They're like, "All right, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make a deal and release some of the passengers." Maybe uh, they fly to somewhere in South Korea, release a bunch of the passengers, and then fly, keep flying. And the South Koreans and the Japanese government made up a South Korean airport to look like a North Korean airport. Yeah. Like they put a bunch of flags up and they put pictures, uh, uh, you know, Korean heroes up. And the uh, – what do you call it? The plane lands there. They're like, all right, we're in North Korea. And they start getting out of plane. They're like, wait a minute. 
something doesn't seem right here. Like there's not enough pictures of Kim Il Sung. And right. so <laughs> they realize they've been tricked and actually yeah. are still in South Korea. And then they fly to the north and actually when we're, weren't heard from again uh, past the 90s. Yeah. I mean, listen, so much is staged these days. It's hard to just not keep going, right? I mean, fuck. Yeah. They staged the moon landing. I mean, I don't know where you guys are on it. There's no way, in my opinion. Yeah, no I'm, way. Yeah, no, I recently got moon-pilled. Um, no way. I, yeah, I fully don't believe... I mean, I fully believe it was staged. Like, uh, there's just, like, too many weird... Where, like too many basic weird things where you're just like this doesn't like wind look <laughs> it's so well, i mean it's yeah so, it's so well also, like if you like if, questions about like the stars like just basic things like that that don't line up or make Liz, any sense the, yeah without even getting into like the weird like physics and and like angles not matching up I'm losing your signal, Liz, a little. Yeah, um, yeah, you're kind of no, no, going no. in and out. Really? It's, 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 uh, I've, I've, I've been on it for a while now. And, and, you know, you always want to go to the guys that really did the work. You know, Ralph Renee, I believe his name is, Bill Casing, uh, Marcus Allen, not the football player. And, um, you know, these guys actually had to do all of uh, Bart Sabrell, the guy who was, you know, infamously punched in the face by, uh, yeah, Buzz Christ, the greatest crisis actor living, Aldrin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to go. You don't even have to go that far. You know, you don't have to look at all the anomalies with the photos or uh, with the perfect photography. By the way, perfect photography. No, no, no pictures were out ever really out of focus. Yet they had to manually adjust these things with these giant gloves and these terrible conditions. These guys. They were pulling off, you know, Madison Avenue style photography up there. It's nonsense, you know. And then if you even know the history of the science leading up to the moon landing, right, when all this stuff, radio waves and all this science was being born, and then boom, we're on the moon broadcasting live TV. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's a little I mean, much. And then, and then what are we doing up there? We're playing golf and driving a car. You know, they couldn't even, they weren't even creative <laughs> in making them do experiments of a scientific order, right? So it's just utter nonsense. Well, here's a good question When do you think we actually landed on the moon? Or do you think we've never been? Because this is I a mean, dividing. Thing no, I know, conspiracy. but like Rogan, Rogan recently, who is many years a notorious anti uh lander <laughs> and uh <laughs> he he recently recanted i'm certain that somebody whispered in his ear but he went into Andrew that Yang. you know it's essentially the mob killed jfk which is we went but we're just not showing you the real footage they faked the footage but we really went i don't until i see no, it i don't believe it but like if you if you listen like even the russians the Russians during they were way ahead of us. That's this is yeah. the whole thing too. They were way ahead of us, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're at the moon. Um, but they basically came to the summary that they could not reasonably send an astronaut into space without him coming back sick from radiation. Hey, here's, you know? the, here's the other thing too: is like if you think of like the Cold War as being a war, like on every front, on the cultural front, on the scientific front, on the political front, on the military front, you got to think of this like. This is echoes of like the ghost army they made during World War II to psych out the Germans. Yes. You know, like it's I mean, not, it's all it's it not like it was one hundred percent propaganda. 
you know? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's not a crazy thing to think of when you think of it like that too. And recently I actually just, you know, I like to, I actually really like to see things chronologically. I think that tells you, uh, at least you, it gives you a uh, ground to which, you know, your landing space essentially. Right. So recently I was just doing some uh, stuff about military propaganda in Hollywood. Right. And I was mm. just onto onto Vietnam. My father's a Vietnam vet, but I was I was looking up the My Lai massacre, and the My you know you know you familiar with that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah so yeah, this My Lai happened in March of 1968, pretty much the height of the Vietnam War. But I believe this is correct. I did this, my research correctly. It wasn't revealed to the American public until uh, November '69. And so what happens in between that period of time? The moon landing. I was waiting for one of you guys. Oh. <laughs> and so if you if you know your 60s history, you'll know very well that 1968, the outset, that was pretty much like when the American people were like, fuck this war. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an absolute joke. And yet it was still waged for another seven fucking years. Right, and, that and really, so you have this if, national if, if, moment if, of like coming Milai, together. Yeah, if Milai may have come out, 500 people just slaughtered. Uh, awful for our soldiers too, but who were put there by, you know, these crazy motherfuckers, right? Right. And, and uh, but yeah, exactly. It's like that just, you know. Right, well, you have so, this like galvanizing moment of national unity to like distract and, and like you know, recenter everyone. Well, so my, my take on the Milan Massacre is that, yeah, the Milan Massacre happened, but there was like a million other Milan Massacres that happened exactly. too and were reported and had troops it's reported. exactly, exactly you know, what my dad said. This was a way to be like, we, this is a way to be like, all right, well, these guys did something wrong and look, you know, they're in some trouble. We're making an official thing about that. Obviously no one got in really that much trouble, but like we're making an official deal out of this. This is an aberration. This is not what the U.S. Army does. Yeah. Um, but the whole fucking war was a mile. Few bad apples. Exactly. I mean, when when I was watching the Ken Burns series just recently, which is pretty good, I, I do recommend the Ten Thousand Day War. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, was made in the '80s, which is really really good. But yeah, they were fighting battles just to fight battles. I, yeah, they just want yeah. numbers. Let's and take they make a up the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Or like, let's just get bodies, and we count the bodies as enemies no matter who they belong to yeah and, oh. and so i always i always say like how is it how is it not perceivable right that your government is doing this and not yeah. doing this but people are like how how dare you it how is really you? crazy yeah it's, crazy. it's really people, crazy people think like think about the fucking government that dropped the atom bomb on like a city full of civilians two times probably shouldn't be like trust to get you all the truth, you know, but people still like they lapse into believing like, Oh, the FBI is on this or like, Oh, this is being investigated by this office. These fucking guys, these guys did my life. These guys did the atom bomb. Like these guys did Charlie Manson. It's fucking. Yeah. Charlie Manson. The, um, the, the, yeah, they were dude. Like my father is, you know, because he was in Vietnam in the most general sense has a, has an agent orange claim. With the yeah, you know, with the veterans, mm -hmm. um, and so imagine that they were just just, just going over these uh, uh, jungles and just spraying these uh, you know 
these agents Chemical. over their own soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> right? amazing. I mean, I mean, can you imagine? But no way could they have ever, ever done this. Right. So, yeah, well, I mean, it's like not even getting in, even into that level. Like I said this on another podcast. But it's so true. It's like, wait a second. Like it's like declassified that DOD fucking altered the script to meet the fuckers, too. And you people think that there's no like propaganda out there. Yeah, you know I, just, I mean, I, like, oh, I, I just went through this whole thing because of the Top Gun 2 trailer came out. Right. And some of my friends, who I consider to be very socially conscious, are, like, going nuts about it. And I'm yeah. like, you wait. I'm I haven't like, seen it. And I'm like, this is straight military. Like, you can't get more military propaganda than that well, movie. Well, did you see the, the Jack Ryan? It's, like, the, the like guy from The Office in that Amazon He's going to Jack Ryan. <laughs> and he's going to Venezuela next, next season. And you're like, right. oh, for God's sakes. Like, right. But I mean, I mean, but I mean, I'm talking just straight facts, right? When you go, uh, Tom Secker, if you guys don't know who he is, he's basically kind of leading the front of how infiltrated Hollywood is now by CIA, right? Yeah. And it's like, and and then on top of that, though, with with Top Gun 2, you have Bruckheimer, who's a fucking Uh, right wing dude. So yeah, my, my, left, like my left-wing right friends wing. are going to Top Gun 2 spending like 50 bucks so he can then cycle it around Ooh. the Trump on your ass. Is that right? It's, it's – I mean like all these, all these fuckers. It, it's like Hollywood is between the Brian Singers and the fucking weird Nexium-type motherfuckers out there and the Esalen freaks and – and then don't forget David Geffen. Like fucking, you know, De- yeah, yeah. Geffen. And then you Geffen got the who parties with Jeff Bezos and I, former I mean, President Spiel- Barack Obama. I've heard Spielberg's you know I mean? name mentioned in this. Spielberg, oh yeah, so Spielberg used to go to meetings of of the of the mega group, which was like uh-huh. you know the uh, the fucking Charles Charles Bronfman, fucking uh, Leslie Wexner. All the we actually just did an episode talking to talking to a couple of. Uh, Writers from Jewish Currents about this, um, and you know, there's these this small group of guys who fund 90 percent of Jewish life in America. And I, I'm a Jewish person. I, you know, I ice, was encouraged. Ice. We could say this. We could say it. Exactly. So <laughs> you could say it. Sorry. To go you as far as you want. Um, no, but like you know, like you you got birthright. These fucking things where like you know Charles Bronfman is is paying for you to go to Israel and go. Fucking IDF soldier. They want you to fuck an actual soldier so that you have this weird, like, come blood tie to the land. Oh, wow. It's fucking psycho shit. Wow. Um, and they're all, and he's, wow. he's like, and his fucking, you know, niece is in goddamn Nexium. I mean, give me a break. I don't know. Wow. Anybody in a sex cult. Everybody these people know are in sex cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort so, of like process of elimination there. Yeah, so uh yeah, this is going great. Thank you so much for having this conversation. I'm having so much fun. I really am because generally I'm alone. I'm alone talking to my friends who think I'm absolutely nuts. So You're not um, nuts. No, there's not the there's dozens of us. And I think well, people are like dozens. I think <laughs> I think that people are like just fucking like my coworker, I work at a factory and my coworker 
big guy, not like super tuned into politically, like doesn't listen to like podcasts, all that shit. You know, he's like just a regular guy. And he was like, man, they're really trying to make us forget this Epstein stuff, huh? Like, <laughs> he like just thinks any news since Epstein is just like propaganda to make us not talk about Epstein. I'm like, you're fucking right. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, here's, 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 um, I think the reason why I contacted you is because I was listening to you have you guys are also offering exclusive pods, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it, is it on Patreon? Yeah. yeah. So what is the Patreon so people know? I can't uh, remember. True and on pod. Is true and on pod? Yeah, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll go and and sign up uh, later unless it's more than five bucks. Is it? <laughs> Nope, it's, it's not. It's, Unless you're a pedophile, and it's then it's somebody, we have a oh. special tier for pedophiles. Two million, yeah. yes. No, it's mm-hmm. fifty bucks, but it lets us get their name on the list. <laughs> so, True Anon Pod is the Patreon. True Anon is the podcast, and and uh, so the one, the thing was, it was the episode where you were just sorting through all of these crazy stories that have come after the death, the supposed death. So, yeah. Um, so. When I saw the picture that you were talking about before, the one thing that struck out, uh, stuck out to me was just the fact that we could see him. I mean, how, how, yeah. how when does that happen? How crazy is that? How, how is it that they, they don't have the blanket over his head? Right. You never. No, they you never. Exactly. So now beyond whether or not that's his nose or his ear, I think that's also designed as to keep people, you know, uh, in a limited hangout, right? Exactly. Yes. I mean, this whole thing is Jeffrey Epstein getting arrested, and is a that that itself is a limited hangout. They're so, letting us snatch up one guy. You know, the 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 little hand covers the big hand. Right. I don't know if that's how that phrase goes, but um. <laughs> right. So so and now these and, and it's almost like I've I've discovered personally is they're doing too much. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. just doing too much. There's too many details. Even Liz, you read that, that letter. What was that letter from that, that upset you even? Oh, that, oh, that is was from, that's from a, uh, an actual deposition, um, from an indictment against, or not Ghislaine an Maxwell. But it's from a yeah, lawsuit against Ghislaine. Against Ghislaine it, Maxwell for assaulting and raping. Was it the uh, same two, woman? Two sisters. No, I it's believe from a, it was the, the farmer sisters, I believe. I think it was from one of the farmer sisters, yeah. And yeah. Well, that's explaining no, how well, they're being was, trapped, right? That that was that was one of the farmer sisters. Oh no, that was a Swedish girl, and the deposition was from Glenn and Eva Dubin's house manager. Glenn and Eva Dubin, who of course were on the plane with Larry Salona and Jeffrey Epstein, and who uh, Eva Dubin is like this big fucking big time doctor. She's always on TV. And she was the one who, after Epstein kind of came back to society after getting out of jail, uh, she like rehabbed this image. And so this this young girl was at their house fucking weeping. And the house manager comes and like, what the fuck is going on? And you know, she explains, they took away my passport. I don't know how I got here from the island. Like, you know, just just abused person. Who knows what happened to her? I'm guessing that, you know, some of this stuff is real and a lot of it's not, right? Yeah. Well, you know about David Boys, right? Yeah, I, know, I was going to mention I know, that. 
I know that. Well, I'll tell you what I know. I know that he's he was uh, Al Gore's you know attorney, and then he for me he came up with a big red flag after the Blood movie there, um, Theranos thing. You know, oh, with Elizabeth yeah. Holmes. Yeah, he but rep- he also yeah. He, he oh, repped sorry, go on. her. He repped her in that company, and there's that's that's a whole other psyop, by the way. But yeah, um, totally. That uh, he represented her against these, you know, uh, rogue elements of the company, which were all designed to be rogue. And so uh, he, when I heard that he was defending the woman that brought the charges there. Um, who has two names, right? Virginia and Virginia Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. And so I started thinking about it and listening to you you, you guys and, and another show I I stumbled across, which was great, which was basically telling me that this is all a giant design, right? Even yeah. the, the the aspect of bringing against these these, these women filing these charges, et cetera. This is all part of the plan. And so much time has gone by during this process. It's just been enough time to clean up all these loose ends that may or yeah. may not be there and then create a fake, essentially, person in, in this Maxwell woman because where is she? Well, she's fucking – she's you know she's a submarine pilot, licensed <laughs> submarine pilot. So she's down there fucking trying to bury the bones around Little St. James Island. She's going to uh, so, like show up at like Peter Thiel's floating stateless city or whatever yeah. in the ocean in like 10 years. <laughs> so, so David Boyes, David Boyes, of course, when he was representing Weinstein, famously hired Black Cube, the uh, ex-Massad agents, to discredit the accusers and to discredit like fucking Ronan Farrow or whatever, all the reporters. And a little addendum to that is I know somebody, a actual, like a real journalist who works for like a real magazine, who right. went and interviewed the guy who broke the Black Cube story, who works for The Guardian. Mm. And that guy, he realized, my friend realized, that guy himself works for Black Cube and was basically, this whole thing was an advertisement for the intelligence firm. And while he was sort of basically like, you know, giving the beans, spilling the beans on this, he was oh also- my. God. He was also trying to fucking discredit the accusers himself. And at one point he offered footage of Ronan Farrow that he took like secretly. So it would be oh, like, God. you know, it, it'll prove that he's making it all up. And like, and this guy's a real journalist. He works with, like the, the guy <clears throat> was working for Black Cube. He works at the fucking Guardian. He's a staff writer. So the whole, like the whole going back to, I actually, had was corrected yesterday because uh my timeline for him was much shorter than it actually is he started working at the dalton school uh i'm talking about jeffrey epstein in yeah. the 80s right early 80s uh no in the 70s excuse me in the early 70s early 70s yeah uh yeah so and and he was there for a couple of years and then was um fired no, he's just left. No, yeah. No, no. Parent teacher conference, baby. Uh, uh, Jeffrey was um, basically handpicked out of Dalton to the, by the CEO of Bear Stearns to become an investment banker. And then who was yeah. that? Which is the totally normal was, thing that happens, by the way. Right, of course, natural. Uh, who was the guy um, that was the head of Dalton that brought him in there, though? 
His name was Donald Barr, an ex-OSS Office of Strategic Services agent. Yes. Um, and Alan Greenberg is actually the guy that brought him out of uh, out of Dalton to work at Bear Stearns. Alan Greenberg, of course, has like several connections to Iran Contra. So just just stopping there. I don't know uh-huh. how well you guys are versed in the JFK assassination, but when I heard that, you know, I just go, well, this is the path of what is known as an agent provocateur. You're just being yeah. handed off. You're being handed off from one person to the next. Such the same thing happened with with Lee and Harvey Oswald because there were two guys. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. There's, well, what's um, so crazy to me is that that's um, MK Ultra, by the way. Yeah, oh, I, no, definitely. So, but this is what's really weird. So, there's this new article, this new interview that came out. I'm like really stuck on this detail, and it could be a total lie. Wait, Liz, you're breaking up. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? You're, you're I back, can now. You back? Fuck, that's so annoying. I it's no. like got to be my apartment or something. Is it? No, don't worry, I could fix it. Okay, which I won't. <laughs> um, so this one detail that I'm like stuck on is that it's from this Mother Jones article. This guy Privar is. It's a very hilarious interview. I highly recommend it. He's an um like an art dealer, uh, who knew Epstein for a very long time. It's a real him. It's hilarity ensues. You got to read it's it. An, but there's this very interview. weird. Yeah. There's this very weird detail where he says, did you know Jeffrey studied math with Ted Kaczynski? And I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and so like, this is very weird because basically like, um, there's all these people have said like Jeffrey was a genius. Oh, he was a math genius. And then, you read other things and you're like, this guy is obviously an idiot. Whatever. He was like interrupting people, and like talking about science. With, What's this got to do with pussy? It's because ultimately he's not what you think he is. He's just representative of something they're calling Jeffrey Epstein, right? Yeah, of course. And, but I also and, am like, well, wait a Like Ted Kaczynski was at Berkeley for, I believe, two years up until 69. Which would yeah. put Epstein, that would make him having to be 16 if he studied with Kaczynski at any point in his life, which isn't unheard of. And also, Epstein what, skipped two grades as a child and graduated high school in 69 at the age 16. Yeah. Hey, so there's listen, like a weird little, this... like, but like, and you know, we all know about Kaczynski's. Work with the CIA and MK Ultra as well. So, I like Liz, Liz, I really like you to to have said that sentence, and we all are in agreement. I just want to take a moment to tell you how much every because usually <laughs> is the case. Someone's someone's just going, uh, okay, Jade. All right, are you done? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean this stuff is crazy, and I'm We're like, wait all... a second. It's like, how are all these names no. keep coming up? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. This, the, But I feel like if you can recognize these patterns, you kind of can get at it, right? Um, uh-huh. I mean, that's, and getting back to the chronology, you're doing too much work. You're asking way too many questions. But um, and, and when you start to actually put this stuff together in a timeline, much in the way that John Armstrong did 
to discover that there were two Oswalds, you know, you'll start to see all these weird discrepancies and go, wait a minute, how can Oswald be in Japan and in California at the same time? You know? So they had, perhaps there's multiple Epsteins, you know? Yeah. I've heard that. Now we're getting into some real heady stuff. I like this. So there's also the possibility that, that, and this is, Epstein could be, I mean, if if my man was going to UC Berkeley at whatever, 16, if my man was like, and secretly, and if my man was like, you know, Lon is this super genius by all these people and no one really knows how he got his money. He's picked, you know, picked out of these positions by these powerful men. Um, what if he was a, like, the, the, the greatest math genius the world has ever known? <laughs> and, and he was provided with this depraved and lavish lifestyle by our depraved government to basically like keep him happy um, while he worked on extending our lifespans, you know, 2000 years or something like that. It's possible. I mean, I definitely think he was like groomed from a young age. Yeah. And there's Um, some weird, like this is getting into some weird Pizzagate territory, which I'm totally okay with, but I'm just going to put that as a disclaimer (laughs) that there's like Jeffrey was a piano was like an incredibly talented pianist like famously so and as a kid he attended that school interlochen yeah where like for gifted uh gifted uh, artists and creatives my, and musicians my girlfriend um, went there wow yes yeah. that's another reason why we know brace the ca um because of his size <laughs> interlochen my girlfriend went but yeah but this so he was like a gifted child um it's it's not it's not wild to think if someone was like an insanely gifted pianist that yeah uh, well is it is it that we know that to be the case or is somebody telling us that though you know what i mean that's where i'm well there's records of him at interlochen but is there you know what there's a strange lack of his photos or video of him yeah there's not a lot no there's like none of anybody seen a video has anybody seen a video I've seen videos of Epstein, but it's, I mean, I've seen like deposition videos of Epstein and there's other ones, but he was not like, he, it's not like he was doing a lot of interviews or anything like that. Um, because you he was think to, he would be speaking at some, you know, convention thing, you know, like he left after the lane. You can find that. She did. A oh yeah. Talk. She did. A, there's a fucking Ted talk by Ghislaine. Oh, Wow. All right. So, and you know what it's about, and this is getting into other weird shit. Is it's about like ocean. So she was like really obsessed. All these crazy libertarian ghouls. I'm assuming she's a libertarian. Um, were are like obsessed with like oceanography, like ocean colonization, underwater cities, no. floating God. cities, all that crazy stuff. That. And they've they've been working on these projects since the 50s. It's pretty well documented, or at least like this idea of like sovereign floating city, whatever. And she, and there's like a bunch of other people that are kind of in this orbit of the like little St. James. You mentioned like Jeffrey having these like science conferences and these Mm -hmm. humanist organizations, transhumanist organizations and so on and so forth. And these different scientists and um, like technologists that work on these projects including the guy 
who shows up in the Daily Mail photo, supposedly, allegedly, walking Ghislaine Maxwell's dog after she's been missing. This was one of the, like, where in the world is Ghislaine Maxwell stories that popped up in the past couple weeks. He was on the Trilateral Commission. Yeah. Yeah. Doing work. I'm worried for Liz. You guys, you know too much, Liz. They're just really. They're gonna, they, Do I? Oh no! They're gonna throw. They're gonna throw you out of the out of a fucking submarine. No. Oh. Yeah, it's the trilateral. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein was on the trilateral commission. <laughs> they like Jeffrey Epstein was on the fucking trilateral commission. Like what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For yeah. like you know two decades, like since the you, early nineties, by my research. So before we continue on to his timeline and then wrap up, because we've almost gone an hour here, unless you guys you guys can stick around, we can go a little longer. But my, have you heard of Paul LaRue? This guy, Paul LaRue? Uh, How do you spell it? Uh, L-E space R-O-U-X. R-O-U-X. Essentially, he was a, you know, a cartel boss of the biggest variety, but operating out over in Indonesia, uh, South Africa, uh, also selling pharmaceuticals, perhaps on the Silk Road to many, many American people. And um, s- somebody had sent over this story to me saying, you're going to like this one, Gene. It's it's perfect. And as I was looking into it, I just was like, he, this guy was waging wars in South Africa. He was creating some of the most sophisticated programming. He was doing diamond trading he was doing all this shit and i'm like this is too much for one person yeah There's no way i run a small company and it's like forget about it to think like epstein and, and maxwell are doing all this shit by themselves come on so well, it's like yeah, they, no way like with I'm, larue they create these and he's and it gets so sketchy beyond that you know it's almost clear that he's intelligence. He's working on behalf of the intelligence agencies, right? The same thing with Epstein. He's just, he's a mole of some sort designed to entrap, I would imagine. This is where it kind of ends, right? With being able to, you know, control many of our <laughs> leaders and our government people. All the way from yeah. like professors at MIT, right? Because you have all sorts of people coming out now having to explain these these trips they were on Epstein's plane or at a at a house, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and I think. Oh, go on, I'm, go on. I'm well. I'm guessing that there was really sick activities going on too. Not all the time, oh, of course. Like I feel like some people were just like, "Shit, I thought I was going to get paid and talk to a couple people, but now, in you know, after all this time has gone on, it looks like I'm I'm a pervert, right? Yeah. Yeah. And oops, there's video of you being a pervert, so you better stay stay in your lane. Yeah, I know that, that it's those videos that the FBI um, stole, and then I'm sure later th- th- themselves threw out of a submarine uh, <laughs> will never reappear. But 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 I'm just saying they were already recorded anyway, right? So yeah. one of the things one of the things that came out recently was the video with Prince Andrew, right? Yes. And and so for me, when I saw it and I was talking to a fellow because I, I work in video uh, or have worked in video for many, many years. And even and a friend of mine who I was talking to about it did, too. And he said, why is this on a tripod? 
You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. so, yeah. it's so well shot. And, the, and, it, and when you kind of break it down all, all 60, 90 seconds of it, it's almost as if Epstein's just doing something to create this video, right? This whole thing is kind of just being done uh, and then have it being, rec- I mean, it looks like sophisticated recording equipment out of a pretty good sized van right there, right across the street. And then, I mean, I had to add in the fact that maybe they fucking deep faked my Prince Andrew's face into that. Door. Oh, well, so you want to talk about it. So all this fucking, oh my God. Does that make I sense? love this. the deep fake shit. I love yes. the deep fake shit. So the night that freight that like the Epstein arrest happened, Brace and I were like feverishly texting each other and we're like, should we do a podcast about this? This is fucking crazy. Pizzagate is real. What's going on? Like we were totally pilled. We've gone through the looking glass, et cetera, et cetera. And we're like looking at shit and then uh, hop over to the trial of federal commissions, Twitter. And it literally it's pinned tweet was, I swear to God, it said, beware of deep faith. And it was a whole video documenting why we should be totally afraid of and like super vigilant and skeptical of deep fakes popping up and showing us things that perhaps are not real. And that's when we were all just like, what is going on? What is happening? <laughs> there was this rash of articles oh about deep fakes and how like yeah. remember when the Pelosi drunk video came out? And it was like yeah. nobody even fucking. Which like that wasn't video. even a big deal. It was like yeah. so obviously crazy. I was like, no, there's not a single boomer who's like freaking out about like this being a thing. It was yeah. so it was so astroturfed. And like, and, but there was <laughs> there was there was probably a billion articles in the next couple weeks or in the next yes. week after that that was like these deep things are going to happen and they're going to happen to these politicians and you can really can't like can we try. Trust anything we see anymore. Like, who knows what they could do? It's always when they talk about deep fakes for the past few years, and I've been reading about it, they always talk about, well, they're going to basically going to put Barack Obama in a porn. They're going to have Barack Obama getting his dick sucked by like a triceratops. And yes. <laughs> it's, they, that was like, to me, that's them setting the stage for being like, when we see the footage of, uh, yeah. oh, no. of Prince Andrew with, yes, it all, with yes, a pile yes. of, sex. you're right. Ever it's has. conditioning. It's conditioning. We're gonna, you're always exactly. you're always being you're conditioned be like, for the next event. You know, like we're not like gonna. I don't know. It's 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 not. Yeah, it's conditioning. Exactly. It's it's frightening, is what it is. You oh, know, yeah. but at the same time, it's not that hard to see. <laughs> right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny. To me. I mean, I feel like. I don't, I, I, what's been really interesting and Brace, you kind of touched on this when you're talking about your coworker is that, and I don't know if it's the sort of like, um, kind of what Adam Curtis talks about in the documentary hypernormalization, where he talks about like in the waning days of the Soviet union that, and by days, I mean like years, right? Not like the actual like weeks before the class yeah. or whatever. But that, like, KGG. everyone was kind of walking around in, oh, yes. in what he calls hyper in a hypernormal state, like, as if just like basically yes. understanding that and then everything those is fucking fake, but mm-hmm. acting the, as if it, it was all real. Yep. yep. And so it's yep. this yep. weird sort of like liminal state that I kind of feel like 
our culture is in right now where we all kind of acknowledge and like that things are not right but we're mm. gonna just continue pretending that they are because up to do otherwise would maybe like cause our brains to like break open and and yeah. i don't know like it's our bodies like collapse in into themselves but so it's like it feels like this and it's also it's just i don't know if we're like more woke or whatever or if they're just sloppy but it feels like so many scenes are showing do you know what i mean i mean of course i do i 100 percent know what you mean um so yeah i mean i don't know if it was century of the self or hyper normalization where they showed the story about the kgb and that guy there was this guy who had mastered oh, the this the technique of uh you yeah. know straight up fake news as the agitator right weaponizing fake news essentially right i think that's in century of the self yeah yeah, and so, and that's that's what I, I'm always constantly telling people this. I mean, but I learned it. I learned it for me. I learned it with JFK, with Jim Garrison, the story of uh, the attorney, the attorney right. general, um, DA that you know brought the case and probably got the best look at what's going on behind the curtain. And you're looking at very very similar operations from then to now. I mean, in you know tracing this all the way back, it goes into the prohibition, right? So essentially, even JFK himself, you know, one of the reasons I believe that he even had to take Lyndon Johnson, I mean, yes, because of Texas, but also he hated him, by the way, but he had, they had information on JFK. They had, you know, the same type of honey trap shit. Yeah. You know, Hoover yeah. had pictures of him. So yeah. They, well, this, you know who's been a long time involved goes, in all that is Roy Cohn. Exactly. Who, was also Mr. Donald Trump's lawyer and has connections to Epstein as well. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, he he's at Bear Stearns. He's there for a couple of years. He's there for quite some time. He makes partner within four years. Which um, is like unheard then, of, although I could do it. <laughs> but then yes. it's in, I want to say it's in the mid 80s that he leaves. And it's under very strange circumstances because it's right when uh, speaking of Bronfman, uh, Edgar Bronfman, there was supposed to be a, a massive Seagram's merger. Seagram's being the Bronfman uh, company, the seltzer company. And the FEC was uh, looking into this merger for, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. I mean, obviously, like, not insider trading, but some sort of like, you know, nefarious deal making, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, imagine having an FEC. It's like totally unheard of nowadays but they actually were looking into it and epstein had to resign from bear stearns because he was the one handling the seagram's merger and so he had to resign <laughs> a couple of days before the fec started the investigation then there was another investigation to see how he found out that the fec was investigating etc cetera, etc cetera. um so another little brumfman tie there um, uh, yeah, Epstein was out of Bear Stearns in '81. That's like he made he made partner in four years, and then a year later he was out. And then is that when he starts his own thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's when Jeffrey Epstein and Company starts up. Such a great name. Yeah, and, and the, yeah. the way that's he would do it. Yeah, go on, Grace. Uh, he would take. He would only talk to billionaires. If you had nine hundred ninety nine million dollars, right. he wouldn't talk to you. Only exactly. talk to billionaires. I remember that. And what he would do is he would say, you have to give me 
absolute control. You have to sign over power of attorney to me, and I can do whatever I want with the money. But I will make you money. That's sort of the right. subject there. The only like known, like fully out there in the open uh, person who he dealt with is Wexner. Although Wexner, must yeah. must Wexner. There must have been more. I guess I don't know. But uh, well, but in terms of like the big mystery of where he got his money, the only the only pathways that we see are through that Wexner fellow. Mm-hmm. Well, right? mm-hmm. yeah. I mean Wexner, and then possibly immediately blackmailing people. Um, but yeah, it's probably more likely through Wexner, and then he was funneled money because he wasn't. The thing is, Epstein wasn't a brilliant businessman. He wasn't like a brilliant trader or anything. He didn't even have yeah. a fucking Epstein and Company. That isn't a company. There's right. nobody that works right. there. Right. I yeah. saw that. I mean, in, I like, think it's really obvious. There's like a massive laundering pain happening yeah like dan bilzerian i mean it it, it, it just it just yeah in 2009 forbes magazine i think just said this is a front yeah (laughs) there's no reasonable uh there's no public records nothing that would show that this is a legitimate company at all so that was actually the first when i heard that i was like okay i know what i'm dealing with here to go further um uh you know, the equivalent of that in JFK essentially is something like the Riley Coffee Shop, right? Where they have a bunch of – it's just an agent place. It's an agent house, right. you know, that yeah. it's posing as a coffee shop and I and mean whatnot, I kind so. of think that about the island as well. Yeah, um, I don't think – yeah. I mean all of this stuff. The, the, island it. had its, the island had its own communication system set up. Like on – in the Virgin Islands – Epstein started a company that was uh, control that was staffed, or like the director of it was the fucking governor of the Virgin Islands' wife. Uh, and this company was a communication company called VT and T. They set up their own communications network, like next to the public ones. Like they had their own tower and everything. And it was awesome. what the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean uh, the tempo was kind I mean, of yeah. hysterical. And then the also the rock. picture, the picture of Clinton, <laughs> too much, doing too much. I felt. Oh my god, doing no. too much. It's so funny. Come on, I'm not really. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think, like, you know what I ha- you don't hear much about is the French house, and I'm I've, I've begun to sort of look into that, but it's difficult to mm-hmm. find details because I can What's barely that? read English. <laughs> what is the French house? He's got a he's got a residence in Paris. Okay. All right. Yes. And apparently, um, there are some oh, French yeah. girls that have come out and are like, uh, "Epstein, you know, raped me here," um, but that hasn't been reported too much in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, um, the New Mexico stuff is very weird too. Why? Well, Brace, do you want to give a little rundown on Zorro Ranch? <laughs> so Zorro Ranch is equidistant. Like right in <laughs> Wait, the we're middle. We're gonna get weird. We're gonna get really weird. It yep. is right oh, by all means. Back in the middle between Roswell, New Mexico, and Aztec, New Mexico, two sites of the most notorious <laughs> crashes in UFO history. And I say UFO here. I don't necessarily mean alien little green men, but I do say that nobody knew what they were. They were unidentified flying objects that crashed into the ground. Um. It is also very close to Ra- to excuse me to Los Alamos, 
where Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, sold Los Alamos, the facility, a copy of the Promise software, the so-called case management software that was a precursor to Prism, uh, with a backdoor in it that let the Israelis look at what they were looking at at Los Alamos. And so this is all happening within like a 300-mile radius. And like it's, it's all – it's like if you just go out from Epstein's ranch and you just go whatever direction, 50 miles, you're going to hit some fucking weird – there's also – in the middle of the Zorro Ranch property, amazing. which he bought, by, Brace. by the way. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's insane. The, it's the insane. Ranch that he, bought, <laughs> he bought the fucking ranch from the former governor. In the middle of that parcel, there is a little parcel that is owned by the state. And on that parcel is a building. And whatever is what's underneath that building, I don't know. But the, there is always, of course, those rumors about the so-called Dolce bases in, in New Mexico, Colorado, which is like, you know, it was like a, there was like a kind of joke story about that actually got traction, like real news media about a giant firefight between Delta force and alien grays and one of these underground bases in New Mexico. Of course, those are <laughs> bullshit. I mean, that's, that's not, that didn't happen. What did happen is that there fucking are underground bases and they spread these silly stories so that if you ever find one, everyone will think you're a fucking kook. Dude. So again, uh, to liken this to the JFK assassination, that was what why Garrison got so intrigued was why how did why was Oswald literally in the most you know hotbed of of secret activity right he was literally yeah. operating at the doorsteps of the CIA the ONS the FBI right literally on the doorsteps yeah. getting arrested because he was being dipped he was being he might have been working that. on the U two spy plane. So that, yeah. that detail of being where it is geographically in New Mexico, amazing. Very, amazing. very nice. Like, why the fuck do you have a ranch out there? Like, what do you – you love the desert, Jeffrey? Our people left the desert for a reason. We don't go back there. <laughs> you know that <laughs> – My You people. know how he paid for the ranch, by the way? How? Is that he – uh, procured a winning lottery ticket from Oklahoma. Oh yep. my God. The lottery's <laughs> another hoax, people. That's, an, that's a big on my list is uh, Powerball. That's a psyop and a half. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all it's all just a way to funnel money. Yeah, they get yeah. these crisis actors that win and, and then mysteriously lose all their money, you know, very quickly. Do you notice that? Right. Remember that rash of stories? Yeah. Oh my God. God, I this want to be a credible actor. That just this seems like a, very cool. This is, uh, <laughs> I'm still thinking, I'm still, I still don't know if you guys are agents or not, though. <laughs> I, so, a little, a little background on me is, is when I was, when I was 13 years old, my probation officer recommended I get sent away to a, um, like reform school. And my parents basically got talked into by several people into sending me to the school in Montana. This school, it was like an abusive cult where they basically brainwashed you. Everyone, like a bunch of people I know who went there have disassociative identity disorder now. I was the first person to ever escape from it after a year when I was supposed to be there for like two or three years. Um, and I, I made it. I never went back. Uh, but yeah. this school I went to was, was started by this kid or this guy, excuse me, who was the son of the guy who founded this program called CDU, which itself – was the um, was the uh, like reformed version 
of this thing called Synanon. And I don't know if you've ever seen THX 113A, but all the shaved-headed extras in that movie are from Synanon. And it's a fucking California coastal cult where they like would take they would kidnap junkies off the street of LA, streets of LA, shoot them full of potassium, lock them in rooms, starve them, and brainwash them into becoming like, I mean, into becoming who knows. But uh, they would they would basically like take wretched people who were not like no one would ever be able to you know no one would remember them. They don't have IDs. They don't have family looking yes. for them, and then right. get them to do who knows. And so I went to like a, I hesitate to call it a school, but like a cult that is like a direct descendant of that. So I could myself be MK Ultra, but I, I did escape, but maybe they let me escape. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going back and forth on Bob Lazar lately. I cannot figure uh, it out. So. Well, I went to Catholic school for 12 years, so I'm totally fine. I'm not CIA. Yeah. Yeah, no. Pa- As no, we know, the Vatican no has, no, has no connection with the CIA. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. maybe, maybe Wehrmacht intelligence, but not. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose you know, leaving it here is 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 probably well enough because the story seems to be ongoing. It probably is designed to keep going. People like they love they love infinity. You know. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're oh, trapping they're... us into this infinity in, in paradigm, you know, like with our wars now. They're they're infinity wars, right? It just hap- It's just what. It's just like how it is forever now. Like, of course we're in Iraq. Of course we're in Afghanistan. We that's where our troops are. It's mm-hmm. just, it's amazing what's going on, and I was so really delighted to have stumbled upon your your show. It's really excellent. I also just like, you know, as a note, because I, I tend to let this stuff bog me down. You guys keep a nice air to the show, which is just, which is super cool. So, um, true and on with, uh, brace and Liz. So any final, like you mean, give me just like a minute on where you think we're headed with the story brace. So for me, I think that we're going to see Epstein's money get dispersed to some of the victims. I think we might see uh, Dershowitz get in some trouble, at least public, because they cut Dershowitz loose too. <laughs> and Ghislaine Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell is currently being eaten by Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> She's been roasted over a spit and is being eaten. Um, but I think that, like, I think this has garnered enough attention from like, – this is a real JFK moment, I think, for like a lot of people right now. And so if people themselves keep looking into this and don't rely on like the New York Times or whoever just for all, all their information. So when they say case closed, okay, well, case is closed then. I think if people keep an open mind, I mean we can solve this thing. Um, Liz? Um, I like Brace's optimism, but, uh, I think that, um, I agree about the money getting dispersed to victims. I think we will see that and people will say like, oh, this is good. People are getting, you know, restitution, et cetera, et cetera, whatever victims speaking their truth, yada, yada, yada. But I also know, yeah, limited hangout. Et cetera, et cetera, you know, keep your third eye open. But um, I think that I would 
my biggest hope is using this and the podcast as a way of kind of, um, I, I think there's a lot of new energy in like left politics, which is very cool. But I think because of people's age and maybe the way that they're coming into these, this sort of like new, like a new kind of political um, activism or whatever, they lack the kind of history for really understanding uh, like the reach and history of, of the state and the state apparatus, however we want to define that. And I, so my great hope is that we can kind of use Epstein as a kind of like, um, like a symbol that we can hold on to, to kind of like expand people's consciousness around like a lot of the things that we've been talking about today. That's profound. Have you guys, have you guys, you know, (laughs) you know, Whitney Webb? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think she works. Yeah, I, I love her work, but I think she thinks I'm a CIA agent. So, she, yeah, so she she's got a three part series, which I read part one of this morning, which had all to do with the history going back to the 20s, with the yeah. the, the, the the bootleggers and these middlemen, uh, you know, businessmen who were able to kind of float in between the criminal and the official, you know. Which is the way it's designed. It, it's always it's multi layered. It's it's creating plausible de- deniability on many many levels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And so so if you want to get with nine eleven, hey, you get stuck on Saudi Arabia or with uh, JFK, you get stuck on the mob and stuff like that. Now, this the Epstein stuff, this suicide is totally designed to entrap you. I feel and uh, not talk about like a lot of the things you guys are talking about in your show. With the, these people, one of the things I always say to people is stop and figure out who these people are. Get Google the name and get a face yeah. to it, you know, because it's just this it's this world is being created. I don't know if it's intentional and sick and we're in for something really, really dark uh, in our future. Um, so because it's so it's so intricate. Um, but if you're able to kind of recognize it as a pattern behavior, you know, geez, I just hope it's not too late when we figure it out. <laughs> you know, everyone's so everyone's so stuck on their gadgets now, and everyone, everybody's just me, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah. So it's uh, finding out even like even backing up statements with fact these facts these days is so very difficult for people. Everybody just has an opinion, you know. Um, which is unfortunate, but I digress. I digress. The, the last thing, though, what about the Kevin Spacey thing? Have you you, have you heard that? Oh my god! Like that, that Liz, that let's be, so let be frank. Liz, a message. Liz, go on. <laughs> we'll end with this. Well, I mean, I believe so. At the end of the so, in case listeners don't know, after Spacey had some allegations. I mean, I guess it was kind of lumped into the Me Too stuff, although it seemed to go further than, like, it wasn't a workplace harassment thing, from my understanding. But uh, uh, after, like, basically he got canceled for Me Too or whatever, he did a video, like a, like a I don't know how long it is, like a minute, two three, minutes? Three minutes, three minutes. Okay, three-minute video. That's a long video, by the way. Yeah, um, too long. it's a work of art. Where he, yes, he's like talking into the screen or into the camera as the character from House of Cards. Frank Underwood. Uh, thank you. 
and uh, basically it's it's like a, a warning almost. It's this long monologue where he basically says like, oh, and he's, he's talking to we, but the we that he's referring to is very unclear. It says, we've yeah. been through so much together. You think that I'm going to go away, but you miss, you know, you underestimate me because <laughs> we are brothers so, or whatever. It's, it's like very weird. I'll and then clip at the it in end, here so people can hear it. Yes. At, but they should look it up on YouTube and watch it because yes, at the end, he picks up yeah. a mug and that mug is from the Queen's Centennial, I believe, celebration. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. has this like royal crest on the mug that's facing directly into the camera, which is a very clear message. And my understanding, I mean, I would assume, is like a message to the royal family, like, keep your trap shut, keep me safe, because I'll rat on you if you rat on me kind of situation. And no. very weird. And he you was on the planes, too. He was on the plane oh, with Chris Tucker. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chris I Tucker, Bill that Clinton. I was like, oh, yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> Chris Tucker Chris. and Bill Clinton. Yeah. Going to Africa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so yeah. these are like these are the sort of famous quote unquote philanthropic trips to Africa. Uh, you know, I can't remember if it was that specific one was affiliated with the Clinton Global Initiative, but there's just mm. some very, you know, hey, yeah. Hey, you have a, philanthropic yeah. organizations in the third world. Keep your eye on those ones. So, you know, an interesting character in this world is Bono. His name hasn't appeared, has it? Not as far as I know, but he's probably got his own ring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the color red, too. It's like an iPhone red ring or whatever. Because, you know, Bono is doing that type of stuff where he's he's with said, you know, politician going to Africa to promote his, his, his agenda. And so uh, I would be I wouldn't be surprised if some somewhere down the line Bono's name appears, you know. I mean, uh, you know, Bill I, Gates, this is... you know, has there's you know the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is also kind of loosely tied with some of these same people. Dude, that so. blew my mind. I just learned of this recently, of like the Bill Gates stuff, and I'm like, and, that, and, and the, the coming from like I think Zuckerberg's a stooge. Right? Oh, yeah. Zuckerberg's think, a fucking I, idiot. Absolutely. I didn't think Bill, I didn't think Gates was. Do you know about the weird thing with Facebook? Okay, the this DARPA might be stuff? too weird. Well, about, yeah, the DARPA stuff and the date Facebook was launched. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, what yeah. is that? Bryce, do yeah. you know about that? I actually, I do not know about this. So, the day before Facebook launches out of Harvard, uh, DARPA gets shut down, or Dar- yeah, so DARPA yeah. had like a basically there was a program that they were working on that was basically Facebook. a social network. Yeah. yeah, and a bunch of students at MIT were protesting and trying to get them to shut it down because they were like, "This is awful. This is like a white pages or a registry of people. We don't oh want to be God. a part of this." And then yeah. so DARPA yeah. then is like, "Okay, we'll shut it down." Literally yeah. the next day. Yeah. Facebook launches. <laughs> I forget. I, I forget the you importance of MIT. You know, like oddly, Marvin Noam Minsky. Chomsky. Oh, yeah. Noam Chomsky's MIT, right? But uh, yeah. like, I learned about it just recently with the video game industry and how they all the simulation technologies were ported basically to yeah. the gaming systems at low cost, if in any. But um, and you know, 
that's another control mechanism in place for my kids. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, Absolutely. I think, Absolutely. Like, I, I like playing like like some computer games and stuff. Oh, not me really too. Sh- shoot them up. I'm like kind of bad at shooter games, but like think of fucking how like it does normalize violence. Like you're crazy if you say it yeah. doesn't. You know, like it makes it fun. I mean, at the uh, very least, uh, even with the movies, you know, that do the propaganda stuff, what they do exactly. is keep you away from even questioning it, right? So you don't yeah. ever go, why is the fucking military budget, like, taking up all of our resources? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, the, the Top Gun 2, going to see it tonight, bro, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but so, people don't even question the things in the movies. Like, no. and this is something I brought up on one of the episodes, because you just mentioned infinity war like i had a real problem with that movie and yeah i brought this up on the podcast but it was like everyone talking about like thanos who was then like sort of uh basically there's like a whole internet campaign that was like thanos is right he's an anti-hero he's more complicated and you're Mm -hmm. like but this guy is basically advocating for you know genocide right (laughs) but this the the magic stone uh use it like it's like a kinder genocide that he's advocating for because it's done randomly aka by algorithm right and this is getting this is just coming out into the culture as a weird thing and i remember being in the theater just like looking around like what the fuck like this is horrifying and you know marvel run by disney run i mean for god's sakes you know it's basically an arm of the state and this is just, well documented, like their relationship. Like I'm not. This isn't a conspiracy theory. Or oh no, anything. no, no! I, it's yeah. Again, Tom Secker. You guys have heard of him or no? Mm-mm. Oh, I haven't. No. Check him out immediately. Just type in Tom Secker military propaganda. It'll pop right up. But I mean, okay. he, him and him and an, uh, another guy um, have written kind of the of the book that's out right now called. National, oh, National Security Cinema. Oh, I've heard of that book. Yeah, yeah. it's newer, so, right? Yeah, it's as of 2015. But his his work online on Medium and his uh, Spygate.com are basically just updating, right? Updates on yeah. the information. There were 20. He did a FOIA request for Top Gun documents, and he he got uh, <laughs> 20 25 thousand hits. Jesus! Oh my and, God! Know, 25,000 documents, you know, from like, you know, minor stuff to, I'm assuming that those guys could just tell, like Bruckheimer had the freedom to just say, I need this aircraft carrier there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Like he had this special privilege. It was just like, wow, that's just like insanity to me. But it's, yeah, it's- it, it normal, like normalizing all the time, just all the time. That's why. So I cut the cut the cord recently. I'm out. Mainstream media is a nightmare. You just can't no, watch it. You can't it's watch awful. it. It's can't nothing watch it. but and mind control. And I think control. it's always so funny when people like complain about one versus the other, and you're like, "Baby, they're all bad." Like I, the yep. idea that one is good and one is bad is like the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's like you guys are just playing into the whole game that they're that they're feeding you. Yeah, I mean, local news, too, is even worse. Local news, like the national local news, so NBC affiliates, CBS affiliates, they're just a straight-up propaganda machine. 
you know, and my I see it with my parents who are just like, they, they watch it. And I'm like, mom, dad, turn this shit off because it's fucking you up. You know, like they're, they're being affected by it physically, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, not to end on a down note. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh no, gosh. So, yeah, so thank you very much for joining Jade and back to the left. And uh, uh, thank you to Liz and Grace. Uh, we'll see you next time. So. Uh,